I'm Zippany Ball. I'm Aiden Nablin. And I'm Eric Scow. And this is the War Without End. And we're going to be discussing how the war on drugs began, starting with President Richard Nixon, who declared drugs the public enemy number one of America. And then that enforced the Drug Enforcement Administration. And the main point of that was to reduce drug addiction, drug dealings, and abuse, and also fatality in many instances. Uh, so, so what I have to say about that is I think that um, instead of decreasing general fatalities from substance abuse, uh, I would have to say that the war on drugs actually increased relative violence. So, I would, I, um, you, we, we first see this trend of making a uh, market illicit and the increase of violence after it with prohibition. And so where we see homicide rates, you know, uh, between 1910 and 1944 spike during eras of prohibition, and then you see a severe cutoff. So at the height of prohibition, homicide rates were about uh, 10 per 100,000. Um, and then it was decreased to around 1944 after prohibition to about five per 100,000. So about half of the homicide rates decreased after prohibition. And uh, you, we see this trend in, in gang violence increase due to the um, making of these markets, uh, the criminalization of these markets, um, increasing the demand for violence and criminalization. Yeah. Also, with what you're talking about with uh, gang violence, uh, in Mexico, there would be a lot of cartel violence over smuggling heroin into the USA because um, they just try and just kill each other to get their, um, to get like drugs and just have priority over getting it through to dumb Americans. Yeah, well, so yeah, when you, this market, when the market is criminalized, or so when a, uh, an illicit market is made, like it uh, was beginning in 1971 with Richard Nixon, uh, what happens is um, these these dealers, the people who have these substances that they give out, uh, don't have a way to enforce safety over their products. So, for example, I, I was hearing in a Joe Rogan podcast about the war on drugs that when you have a liquor store and someone comes and steals a bottle of liquor, the owner calls the police and the situation is dealt with. Every uh, the, the person's possessions is, is returned back and the person who committed the crime goes to jail. When you have a bag of Coke stolen, for example, if a dealer has a bag of cocaine stolen, they can't go to the police and so they have to enforce a high dramatic levels of violence to uh, keep safety over the general product. And so making these, these markets criminalized actually increases violence r rather than just decreasing relative drug usage. Oh, you guys make really good points. Those drug dealers could just choose not to like be violent and they could enforce like safety issues by just not selling drugs and um, even though you make a good point that criminal rates do increase, 
um, through gang violence. Um, if these drug dealers were to be arrested, that would be decreasing criminal rates because they'd be in jail. And also with fewer drug dealers, that means uh, less drug abusers who could become victim to addiction and that would, yeah, it would reduce the death rates, including like major celebrities that we love, like Jimi Hendrix and other members of the 27 Club, who were a lot of popular people who died of overdoses, whether or not like people really knew about them or not there's just so many who became victim to various drugs yeah um along with that topic uh usually before the uh since richard nixon declared a uh drug like the war on drugs it was actually going on before that before it like even uh talked about that with uh jazz musicians and they most of them would die from heroin, uh, like heroin use and um, mostly ODing, but like it was mostly in uh, f- from those guys and in Harlem and stuff like that. Yeah, and there's there's the thing is even uh, when when uh, when the substance is controlled or not by the United States government, it's still uh, gonna be used relatively in high amounts, whether or not it's illegal or legal. And so we, we see that with, with, again, if you go back into prohibition rates, uh, so the, the, I would say a structure that follows very similarly into how uh, the war of drugs played out. Uh, with prohibition's sake, you saw general usage actually increase to almost a point of pre-prohibition uh, statistics right up until uh, it was completely, uh, alcohol was completely legalized once again. And you saw that, inc- yeah, so the, 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 the amount of increase shown within that time period supports the idea that usage doesn't uh, generally change just because the substance is criminalized. And so this, this general criminalization um, uh, doesn't decrease usage and also uh, the market, you know, the, the ability to make money within this market, it, the, the drug market is so lucrative that even if you incarcerate one dealer or two dealers or, or hundreds of dealers, there's still going to be someone to replace that role. And there's nothing that can really change that just because of how lucrative these markets are. That also goes along with their illegalization. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. It's also kind of along the lines of like, if you take out one drug dealer, another one will fill its place. And um, usually it's, it's really hard to stop these kind of things because there, there will always be another guy, um, another cartel. Uh, you can't really go down into Mexico and South America and start like throwing all these guys in jail. It's not, you can't even have jurisdiction down there. It's, you can, the people that do have jurisdiction down there are basically bought out by the cartel or too scared to even do anything against like the cartels around there. So uh, essentially drug like in our drugs in our world will always be circulating around and it will always end up in America no matter what you do if you put a like a, putting a dome around the US is the only way to kind of stop it. 
at this point. Even if you were to be putting those gangs and like drug dealers in jail, like I know, like you guys make a good point that um, drug use and drug trafficking will increase, like it will be, like it will continue. But at least through the war on drugs, you will be getting the, wo- the word out, and like people will become more aware of this issue. And if it comes to violence, you wouldn't fight a war without backup, even if it means that someone's going to get hurt. Regardless, someone is going to be hurt by this conflict. And you just do get the word out about your cause and that's to reduce drug abuse and drug dealings and it will take a while is why it's like the war without end it'll just keep going but maybe if you like use some force it'll reduce possibly yeah so that's what it mainly comes down to is is how this war really plays out so you know, looking into the legislation, so the the specifically like the um, Controlled Substance Act back uh, passed into law by um, uh, in 1970 by Richard Nixon, and seeing how that that being the foundation of things like the DAA and also the the drug war that pl- has been playing out for the past five to six decades, uh, we see how ineffective this legislation has been in, in general, and so. It's, it's saying that we might need a policy change if we want this thing to be successful um, or if the, this, you know, criminalization is, is even a successful way to go about this war. And so looking into just how these, these systems work and how they, they've been put in place and how they have ignored things like the me- medical benefits of, of substances like marijuana for such long periods of time. Scheduling them as uh, uh, Schedule One substances, which is like equivalent to drugs like um, heroin and uh, substances like that, which you know don't really equate. I would say the medical benefits of marijuana far far exceed the risks when when put next to substances like heroin. Um, and also, uh, so yeah, this 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 blatant ignorance towards the medical benefits of substances, you know, has really shown uh, a major blockage in the uh and incarceration rates and also the prison systems and i i just i just see that a you know system change or a, a system abolition altogether of of these these uh this criminalization would be more or less more positive than what we've been seeing yeah just to kind of sum up everything you know we've got all all this stuff with uh Let's, let's let's just quickly talk about all the the kind of legislative legislature that went by right so we got this smoking opium exclusion act of 1909 heroin act, heroin act of 1924 we have all this legislation before the war on drugs was even like declared you have the marijuana tax act narcotics control act all of this stuff and then finally richard nixon uh, finally nixon's just like okay we gotta let it he, he says this and i quote within the last decade the abuse of drugs has grown from essentially a, a local police problem into a serious threat to the personal health and safety of millions of americans so 
it basically forced them to uh, declare a war on drugs. And because of that, the illicit market was formed. We have all these druggies and dealers selling it to druggies. And you have smuggling going on and all of that. And people are ODing, like the jazz musicians at the 27 Club. And all that's going on. And it's really hard for these... uh, It's really hard for people uh, like the government to control this because there's really no stopping it because there's just tons of dealers, tons of drugs, really cheap, really easy to make, and must like smuggling it, making it. At this point, it's 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 this maybe will never end the the drug, the the drug war. Um, But yeah, I think that's a pretty good summary. Um, Yes, you is. so so looking at looking into that we we go over we go over things like prohibition uh as like kind of like a proto war on drugs situation uh the environment uh has become very very similar if you like and statistics tend to show that but um yeah we 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 so far went over mostly 70s era drug legislation and how that's been uh been so effective next week um uh uh, we'll be airing our next episode of this never-ending war sunday and we'll be mostly going into the opiate epidemic, uh, or the the, the kind of uh, proto opiate epidemic of the '80s, and then, but mostly the crack epidemic, and as well as uh, the drug cartels uh, popping up in Colombia. And so, stay tuned for the next episode to hear all about that. But thank you guys so much for listening. This was the War Without End, and we'll see you guys next episode. Thank you. All right. Thank you for watching. <laughs>